Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius inside Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties. And thanks to Copiers Plus for sponsoring Ovius and Joe. Plus, like right out of the gate, I'm already flubbing, uh, flubbing lines. So thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Did you think it was minus? Uh, no, 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 no. But you might have a minus in your books. And that big minus might be related to out-of-control print costs. We want to make it a plus. Help yourself. Help yourself. So contact them, copiers-plus.com. Uh, typically, our Thursdays are like a Friday, but we got a full week, Joe, because tomorrow is the OG Golf Classic. Is that what we're calling it? The OG Golf Classic. That, is that what we're calling The it? inaugural. Very excited about this. I know you're hyped about this. I am. Have you ever run a golf tournament before? I have not. What are you, what are you learning in the process of running a golf tournament. Every time I see somebody text me who's in the tournament, I'm like, no, please, no, no. Because every text has been, hey, man, sorry, I can't make it. Hey, man, I know I paid you. And no one no one wants their money back, but it's just like, hey, sure, sure, sure. I've only got three or hey, can you help me? And it's like, yes, I can help you. But Let next year or in the spring when we do another one, yeah. I'm taking the, I'm definitely taking today off before let the me, day before. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Have we gotten so desperate that somebody's going to need me as a fourth? Uh, no. So I don't need to bring my clubs tomorrow. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Okay. <laughs> I know you don't want me in your group. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I know you want to win. No. Is your friend Paul from, yeah. from over at SAS? Yeah. Campion. He was like, yeah, where, where's, where's obvious. And I'm Paul, like, Paul knows I'm better like, than that. I, I was like, Paul, Come on. I, I've, got, I've got a literally a professional playing with me. Like, do you think maybe I grip this a little too tight? I have a guy who's probably going to play in that tournament in three years. So now I'm breaking, on. I'm breaking a cardinal rule because for the longest time, I would always say that sports talk radio audience, they do not give a shit about what golf tournament, media golf tournament oh, you played in. Totally agree. Yada, 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 yada. Totally agree. But I'm, I'm bringing this up to highlight the competitive nature, why this kind of spills over into sports talk radio oftentimes or podcasts because y'all are competitive. I'm competitive in a, in a different sort of way. Right. You know, I'm competitive. You know this about it. Just, it. It just emerges in different ways than say a traditional sports contest, right? Unless it's the beer mile. Well, yeah. And I took that one really, really seriously. Yeah. And we kicked Jonathan Rand out. But <laughs> the reason why I bring this up is because you're giving me Jim Rutherford vibes. Yeah. So that, that's fair. Although Jim Rutherford, real quick context, Jim Rutherford was the general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes for a very, very long time. Back when the Carolina Hurricanes would do media golf outings so you can get to know the players better. Yeah, just so Jim could win. <laughs> but that's exactly what it was. And I know of people like Adam Gold and others who were kicked off his group because they didn't win. So I bring all this up because I feel like whatever group you have right now, the pressure's on to carry you. Oh, to carry me? I got to carry you. Wow. That's why you brought a professional freaking golfer to the SAS Championship Media Day. <laughs> I was strobing the ball on Monday. I was awesome. But no, I still can't putt. I still can't putt. <laughs> no, Jim, Jimmy would rig the setup mm. to make sure that it was 
conducive for him to win. Okay. The, the format. Gotcha, gotcha. Right. Now, if I were to do that, I would change. This is a Super Bowl format on Friday. So really anyone can win. All right. There are no strokes involved. The, 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 the SAS tournament does have strokes. So that, that changes the equation. Some, I guarantee you, we're going to, we have one hold. You're even, you are going to like this. You're going to be out of the 12th hole. Beer, dude. No, but you'll be out at the 12th hole on the 12th hole. We're doing you, you, everyone tees off with their putter. Mm-hmm. And it, and when my group comes through, Jackson can hit the ball 150 yards with his putter. Okay. Okay. That's it's impressive. Kind of, it's actually kind of cool to see. It's actually pretty impressive. On the 14th hole where Ken will be holding down the fort. Yeah. Is a one club challenge. So you have to play the entire hole with one club. Oh, that'd be my nine wood. Yes, it would be for, but now everyone in the group though would have to have a nine wood. Oh, so everybody so can't pick, be. Oh, yeah, it can't I be like. See. Oh, I'm gonna. My one club is the is the driver. So my I'm, one club is the putter. No, so everyone the 13, in the group. I'll bring my thirteen wood. There you go. Everyone in the group. So that's a par five. You got to carry some traps. Yeah. You also have to carry um, water on the second shot. Okay. This is gonna be a tough one for a lot of different people. All right. It's gonna be enjoyable. We'll have closest to the pin right there on eleven, where my parents' deck is. The green on the par three, that's the closest to the pin. So that mm. that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, there's going to be a lot going on. We got a lot of prizes, including those UNC football tickets. I might as well knock out a little bit, bit of business here, even though you didn't hit the housekeeping. Yeah, I, remember, haven't, hit the, I haven't hit the housekeeping. Remember, yet. if you want to get UNC football tickets, a lot of these games are sold out. So you come to us. Yeah. That's number one. We got you covered. Go to Go Heels. See if you can get tickets. The Campbell game, I think, is still available. Mm-hmm. And then, of course... The secondary market, their partner is SeatGeek. So check out SeatGeek because Carolina football, A, is having an unbelievable season, and B, they really do have a great home schedule. You just want to give away tickets now. Housekeeping. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll do a little housekeeping, a little bonus housekeeping. All right, let me, put up the, uh, let me pull up the Instagram account. Because what we had done was we basically were asking people, hey, uh, go to OG Triangle Media on Instagram, mm-hmm. go like the post, and then we will go into the likes and we will select winners. So we have two pairs of tickets to give away for the Syracuse game. Uh, give me a number between one and 70. 70 likes? Yeah. I like that. Um, let's go with the biggest story in college football this year. Deion Sanders, 21. 21. All right. Hold on a second. <laughs> Live podcasting, folks, as I count up on the mm. things here. Uh, all right. Uh, Scott Flacco, you are like number 21 on this. So congratulations. You got a pair of tickets. What's the other one? Give me another number from one to 70. One through 70. So not one, not 70, not (laughs) anything obvious completely. Oh, right there. Uh, 2005. Let's go backwards. 52. (laughs) Okay. Let me count. Let me count. Literally the numbers right (laughs) over your shoulder. Uh, Oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Got, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, uh, Kathleen, Kathleen, you will also get your number fifty-two. You got a pair of tickets, so we'll we'll be in. Con- I'll, I will get into the DMs and get their information because we just have to transfer the tickets. Yeah, they're right? on my phone. Okay, so we'll all I got to do the tickets. Is right. Zap them to you. Very, very cool. Very cool. Um, one other note about uh, the golf tournament before we move on to some other things. There's not going to be any messiness after this golf tournament. Like, there's not going to be people that were supposed to wear an OG hat, but they oh, didn't wear an OG oh, hat. Like your dad's going to be there and say, "Yeah, my son should have been compensated for, for this, this tournament, and he wasn't." What's going By the way, on you here? are so you're okay. Well, yeah, I am getting compensated, <laughs> but that's you're here and we're there. Um, what? I'll be I'll be the fr- you know me, and our, I'm not going to bullshit the audience. People know that I don't necessarily keep up with golf on a week in week out basis. 
And I know people were super excited about the Ryder Cup. All right. I wasn't getting up at 1.30 in the morning, although I do know some people that were waking up that early or stayed up that late to watch them the Ryder Cup. But as the week has moved on and it's kind of like blended into my sports, you know, looking at social media, reading stories, I did not realize. And I think it actually has to do with the fact that Alan Shipnuck's book um, about live golf is mm-hmm. coming out and he keeps dropping nuggets about it in, in the promotional run about just how fractured everything is behind the scenes. So yeah, Patrick Cantlay is not wearing a hat because he wants to get paid. Look, not everybody well, is that was the report. That was the report. Not everybody's Michael Jordan, man. Only Michael Jordan can use the American flag to drape over a Reebok uh, logo because he's a Nike <laughs> guy. Like you ain't, you're not Michael, man. So yeah, just this, come yeah, on. I think fundamentally you look at the Ryder cup and this is a little bit okay, like, should they get paid for it? This is a little bit like little league world series. Yeah. If you think about it. Okay. Okay. The, the players in the Little League World Series are being exploited. Mm-hmm. They should be compensated because ESPN is making money off of them. So Xander Shoffley's dad, who has been kind of the mouthpiece of all of this, is basically saying the PGA of America is making a bunch of money off of this. And number one, they're not telling us how much. And number two, they're not saying where it goes. Mm-hmm. What he's suggesting is if you're going to give it to charity, which they're supposed to do. Yes at least be transparent about how much money you're making off of this and where that money is going. Okay. He's not saying, he's not saying that Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley need to be compensated because they don't get money elsewhere. Right. It's like, how much money do you freaking need? What he's saying is this entity is making money off of this and not being transparent about the money that they're making. That's not unlike what Phil Mickelson's argument was for the PGA tour. Keep in mind, the PGA of America is different than the PGA Tour. Yes. Okay. Now, the PGA, again, the PGA of America, that money trickles down to PGA Tour pros. And you would hope. That's that's the goal, right? You Isn't would that the hope. point? <laughs> you yeah, would I, hope. I'm cool with being I don't transparent know. because if, I don't the, if the money is supposed to go to those who are supposed to truly grow the game and have these people at various country clubs sure. and golf courses and everything else, okay, cool. So I get that point. I, I get I get from that point of view. Yeah. But if it just comes down to, well, they should get compensated for this because, well, it's on TV. Like, come on, guys. The whole th- maybe it's the whole live golf thing that has left a sour taste in my mouth because it's how much money do you need? Keep in mind, there's no such thing as a difference between live and PGA anymore. Well, too, there so. is that too. It's all it's all. I, the- I, Meanwhile, I, Brooks Kepka saying that like the PGA tour, the PGA critics about live were country club kids, and then of course, um, well, oh, and and Alan Shipnuck's book, Tiger Woods apparently iced out Phil Mickelson at the Open Championship Champions Dinner. He wasn't invited. Sounds about the reason right. why is because Tiger Woods said, I don't want that dude here. It's going to be awkward. So, man, I love mess. Who knew <laughs> golf was so messy? People are about NBA Twitter and the messiness of NBA Twitter. Now, nah, golf's got a lock on that right now, man. I'm missing out. Maybe I maybe it'll bring me back in. No, because their personalities are still such that, okay. you know, you're still talking about Tiger and Lefty at a, <laughs> about a dinner that you're not even yeah, playing. Yeah, that's a valid point. Right? That is a valid I, point. I do think the three best players for Europe, John Rahm, Roy McIlroy, and Victor Hovland, mm. those are the three of the biggest stars in, in golf right now. So that part of it I thought was interesting. Hovland, to me, he is, he is you know you know me, you're sitting here saying you literally are bringing a professional to a OG golf classic. Yes. Victor Hovland is out there just smiling away. He's, <laughs> he'll miss a putt. He'll, mm. he'll duff a chip. He'll He'll hole out from, you know, 80 yards. Just every time. I, I don't understand how people can have that demeanor. God bless him, man. I don't know how he does it. Mm. He is the complete. And then, of course, when you have skill, you are the complete and total opposite of me. That's fair. That's fair.
I said a double dose of housekeeping today. Uh, you still have chance, uh, an opportunity to nominate us for the WRAL <laughs> Voters Choice Awards. Don't not that. while I'm drinking. Not while you're drinking. Uh, it would really mean a lot if we win Best Podcast. That would mean a lot to me if, if we could do that with the WRAL uh, Voters Choice Awards. So go ahead, go go nominate us. I put the link out on our Twitter account. Joe won't do that, but I will. Uh, and also, <laughs> we got some new podcasts out. New episode of Young Gun. Featuring me, apparently. Love like, it. I guess Dimitri got really desperate for a midweek walkthrough. And he's like, all right, man, can you do this? So we had a good conversation about the current state of the Panthers. New Law of the Wolf is out. I was going to say, I have. I think I have the yellow pad right here. It's the definitive say, yellow pad. This is a Even a Dave true... Doran is keeping this one. Oh, really? Yes, this is actually. I have not watched it yet. So This is actually his stat. All right. This is one back in 16 and 17 he would talk about a lot. Okay. And there's a reason that he believes in this stat. So I have now right. crystallized it for him. And just as Tom O'Brien once played a clip <laughs> of your interview with Everett Withers, Dave uh-huh. Doran could absolutely take this yellow pad into the locker room on Saturday and just say, see, you see what happens? Will you get a game ball though? No, 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 no. Just it's like his stat. Just like I'm still waiting for a game ball. It's his idea. It's his yeah, stats. Fair I'm, just, I'm just putting it in, on pen to paper for him. Fair enough. And speaking of podcasts, our friends over at WUNC, North Carolina's public radio, has a new podcast called The Broadside. It's hosted by award-winning podcast producer, producer Anissa Khalifa. And The Broadside explores news, history, pop culture stories rooted in the American South. And they take a single topic that is impacting the region, and they kind of just blow it up. They zoom out and see how it reverberates across the country. Uh, for instance, like the word y'all. I mean, that's I did not grow up with y'all. You live no. here long enough, you start saying y'all, but y'all Even I did. has conquered the English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the broadside is your source for Carolina news and culture stories that might not get the front page treatment, but definitely deserve a deeper look. Follow, listen to new episodes of The Broadside every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. And big thanks to Mosquito Authority for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Check them out, bugsbite.com. Uh, Mosquito Authority still getting the job done at my place. And Pest Authority can take care of those critters inside the house. Hayes texted me yesterday. And I was like, no, I can't handle this. Like I said, <laughs> when people text me and they're in the tournament, and I'm like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> and it was just to say that his son was going to be playing with him. Oh, okay. And I was like, <laughs> I cannot handle any more changes. I cannot do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I want winners. All right. So we got another full weekend of college football. We're getting dangerously close to college football playoff time. At the end of the month, we'll get our first whoa, rankings. Whoa. Yeah, end of the month. We'll get our, our week on Halloween slow night. Down. We are not getting dangerously yes, we are. close. I mean, Kids, I can probably tell you the teams will be in it right now. We'll, but. we'll get to that in a second. But I, I, I know it's Halloween night. Don't bother nope. me, kids. I'm sitting down and I'm going to be getting mad at the first college football playoff rankings. <laughs> it's a tradition unlike any other. But we'll get to that in a second. Let's give you some premature evaluations. All right, Joe, let's start with NC State versus Marshall. This game now has elevated into the interest level has elevated because we get to see MJ Morris with this team. And I I like the way that Dave Doran set up this game. Admitting like, look, he used the word spark. This offense is clearly not getting things done. 
There's a lot of reasons why the offense isn't getting things done. It's not all Brennan Armstrong. So, well, what's the first thing? What's the easiest thing you can change? Well, who your quarterback is. So the plan was the plan until it's no longer the plan. Now the plan is to have MJ Morris try to get things going. And like you said earlier this week, Marshall makes a lot of sense because it's not an ACC game. Um, and Marshall is a good test going forward because Marshall's got some got some decent wins on the schedule. So Marshall's four and zero. Marshall's the same team that last year went to Notre Dame and beat Notre Dame. Yeah. Okay. This is not a walkover. I think you make the move now, though. Instead of letting Brennan start this game, and maybe you're like, okay, if you make one mistake, we'll we'll change it. No, I that's think too much pressure. I think you flip it now, and I think that's that is the right move. But the offensive line has to get better. That that's also like job number one in this game. I mm-hmm. uh, also. Uh, in this week's Law of the Wolf, actually, I talked a lot about how there's some parallels to the 2016 season and the quarterback situation then. I also talked a lot about that particular stat. It's, it's, it's a stat for turnover margin. Yeah. And the stat is glaring, glaring what NC State's record is when they do not, when they have a negative turnover margin, glaring. Over to North Carolina, Syracuse, Tar Heels coming off their open week. Um, the further we get away from the Tar Heels 4-0 start, which, yes, you might have heard, first time they've been 4-0 since 1997. Um, you look at who they've beaten so far, and the ways that they've won have been impressive. They've basically won Both. in different ways. Both have been impressive, the teams that they've beaten and the way that they've won the game. Uh, well, okay, here's where I want to push back a little bit. I do like the way they've won games. They've won it in different ways. Complimentary football. Sometimes it's the defense stepping up like in the game against South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's Drake May coming fully into form uh, with that offense, which is what I expected to build. And that's actually my ultimate takeaway for this upcoming game against Syracuse. Decent enough defense. I think Syracuse S&P plus right now defense is 29th. Offensively, I don't think Syracuse is going to scare this North Carolina defense. So really it's about can you get your offense on that upward trajectory against a better defensive test. Because the further we get away from South Carolina, they're two and three. South Carolina is not a good squad. Minnesota is South Carolina fought against Georgia, allegedly the number one team in the country, which we'll get to in a second. But I, I have not liked South Carolina. Minnesota's mid pit. They're now moving on from the Phil Dracovich era. They can't move the ball for heaven's sake. The only thing worse than Matt Canada right now is the Pitt Panthers offense for heaven's sake. And obviously, you can't play a normal game in September with Appalachian State. So for me, it's just about building, building, building to what this group can be truly special of. And it's setting up for a real key matchup in the following week on October 14th when Miami comes to town. Carolina has not been good after the open date under Mac Brown. Let's see if they can change that this week. This is a perfect setup for them. Speed of Georgia. I jotted this down. They're playing Kentucky. Both teams are undefeated. Kentucky's defensive front is legit. Yes. Yeah. But if the Wildcats pull this off, where is the game? Uh, I think it's at Georgia. No, they're not winning that. Football. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me go ahead and pull this up here because I actually don't. I actually don't know where the game is being played. But I'm going to go ahead and double check on that one. Kentucky just played Florida. It's at, at Georgia. Home, so yeah, it's at Georgia. Um, if Kentucky wins, let's say they pull this off. Is this a transitive for NC State? Yeah, I mean, they got Demi Sumo. They got Devin Leary. Right? It's transitive, right? Sure. <laughs> sure. This came up earlier in the week. This came up Demi early. Sumo don't even play for them. It's like, I know. what are we doing? I know. This came up earlier in the week. Got the one guy who could really help them right now. I'm telling you, there's so many parallels between NC State and the Carolina Panthers. It's bonkers. Brownlow and I were texting about this, and she had said, 
like Kentucky is what Dave Doran wants. Yeah. Right. And that really good defensive front. Great defensive front. They got a good offensive line. Yeah. Love and, the football. And Kentucky fans are just happy they're winning. You know? Right. To the point where like right. they they even like Dave's even, at the wrong school for that he, though. He he is. He is. He is. He is. But what I thought was funny about Stoops and how things kind of played out with him and John Calipari. Remember, we're right. like a weird war of words. basketball school. Yeah. No shit. It's Kentucky. We we get that. We get that. <laughs> Mark Stoops didn't get it but though. Clearly, clearly Calipari was kind of in his feels about that whole thing because Kentucky's getting a lot of run. Anyway. I do agree with that parallel, though, that both of them kind of are on similar tracks. And if Dave had that defensive line, if they had that offensive line, then you're probably looking at NC State not having the same issues that you're having now. But um, it's at Georgia. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely not going to go with Kentucky on this one. But get, getting back to the college football playoff, Joe, because we're just a couple of weeks away from the first rankings. There's a lot of undefeated teams. Obviously, Kentucky and Georgia, that's going to knock one out. Georgia should win that game. Michigan, Texas and Oklahoma, we got the uh, the shootout this upcoming weekend, mm-hmm. which is going to be an SEC special. We're going to hear about all the SEC clashes between Texas and Oklahoma in the near future. So that's going to eliminate uh, an undefeated team. You got Ohio State, Florida State, Penn State, Washington, which I know Dimitri in the college football bubble bath has said that Washington is probably your biggest college football playoff sleeper. Yep. Schedule is good enough to elevate them. And the Pac-12, by the way, there's <laughs> the death rattle of the Pac-12 this year is hilarious. Going to out me. with a bang. It's hilarious to me because they will got, probably cannibalize themselves. And, and that's my that's my curiosity. Washington, Oregon, Southern Cal, uh, Washington State, all undefeated. That's going to cannibalize themselves. And I, as I mentioned, North Carolina, Miami are going to be playing on the 14th. So that's going to eliminate somebody there. I do think that Miami, it's it's bizarre to me. The one time we're not talking about them. It's isn't it weird? <laughs> is it because Florida State's back? Is it because Miami's burned people enough times that they yes. don't necessarily believe it? Yes. I think it's that. I truly do I also, think it. And I'm know, guilty of Miami fatigue too. Their only win though is also Texas A and M. I mean the other the Miami of the, the Big Twelve. <laughs> the NC State of the Big Twelve. They're not even the Miami of the Big Twelve. <laughs> You mean the SEC or whatever league, whatever league they claim to be in? You this can't week. keep you can't keep context. You can't keep track of who's no. In so I, the way I see it, the SEC champion who's likely going to be Georgia will be in the the playoff. Yeah. Okay. Then you, I, Michigan to me is the best team in the country. I don't know why they're not ranked number one. I think they're going to be in the playoff. Yeah. Texas has the easiest road to the playoff. I think they're going to be in the playoff. And then that leaves one more spot. Will it be? I think Florida State has to go unbeaten to get the spot because the Pac-12. If if Florida State loses a game or the ACC champion loses a game, mm-hmm. and the Pac-12 champion only has one loss, I think the Pac-12 champion. I know the Pac-12 champion is going to get in based on the strength of the Pac-12 this year. So if Florida State can run the table, and then one of those teams emerges from the Pac-12 with only one loss, mm-hmm. I think Florida State will get the edge over the Pac-12 team. Every time we talk about college football, it's brought to you by Wings Over Raleigh, Wings Over Chapel Hill, Wings Over Greenville. Uh, they're open for lunch now in Raleigh. They have parking on Hillsborough Street, which is clutch. So if you're looking for a place to go and have a great meal and you're worried about parking, like, oh, I got a pedal park. You don't because they have parking in the back. Can I pat, can I pat us on the back real quick? Sure. Why not? Okay. While we're talking about Wings Over. because Of course. I feel like our strength is figuring out what your strength is mm-hmm. as a business. Okay. Right. Because we've been here and we know like what a huge bonus it is to have parking on Hillsborough. Oh, yeah. We know this. Okay. Yeah, we know this. So for Ryan and Wings Over Raleigh, we highlight the fact that if you go to wingsover.com, you order your food, 
you're not going to sit there and circle like I'm asking Josh and Anthony to come downtown today, right? <laughs> like they're going to, they're both yeah. going to walk in here. You know what's going to happen. They're, they're going to be complain. like, I couldn't find somewhere to park or, or I had to walk 14 blocks. So <laughs> our strength is to say, what does your business do really well? Or what is a highlight of your business for Ryan Malley and Wings Over? I'm telling you, it's this parking. Also, the place that I've been to, the Wings Over in Greenville is A, right across from Daddy Ficklin Stadium. Mm. And B, you talk about parking, Buku parking, like unbelievable. So Ryan's got all these things down pat. We've got these things down pat. So last night, I got an email from our guy, Barry Woodard. Yeah. Hometown Realty. And I want you to keep in mind something here. I've never actually met Barry in person. Okay. Barry is someone who in, in, has enjoyed our careers. Mm-hmm. And had reached out to us after we were moving on. We are moving on. And he said, hey, man, I want to support you guys. I said, cool. We're moving on. <laughs> so he says, he sends me this email. He's like, hey, man, um, give me some new talking points for the, for the HTR ad yeah. today. I said, cool, man. Like, you know, whatever works for you, you tell me what to do. And I'll, I'll make sure we, we get it out there. And uh, he said, so he, then he responds to me. He says, you both do a great job creating our ad content. So I'll leave the rest of it to you. We appreciate your endorsements. Hey. And here's the best part. There we go. Here's the best part. Yeah. We will continue our ads with you. <laughs> Let's go. You know what? Let me pull up. <laughs> let, me, let me just go ahead and pull this up right now. MyHTR.com. Check them out. My, we're just doing the double but ad that's here. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, that's what we do. When you ask, <laughs> what, you know, what, what are these two? jabronis know what do they do i'm telling you what we do we know what you're good at oh man oh man all right let's uh speaking of brownlow she's here so let's just go ahead and talk to that brownlow lady hi lauren hi so did you talk about the panthers in therapy this week i actually did yeah 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 that's where we are right now it's that bad I mean, I had to bring it up because like I've given them up at times for self-care, mm-hmm. as you know. And I think I think what it is, too, is like I'm just it's not as much I'm tired of watching the bad football, although obviously, yes. OK, I'm not it's not even that it's all the same kind of bad football, <laughs> which is also extremely frustrating. Sure, sure. But it's like it's just there's what's the hope, right? Like that's where I don't see well, a way in, out. No, they're doubling down. They're in the market the for hope. a number one wide receiver, Lauren. No, me too. <laughs> they're going to, for That's the first fine. time in franchise yeah. history, they're going to make a great second round pick. That's the hope. <laughs> oh, see, I hate that because like they were so good. They have usually been so good in the first round, but yeah, yeah you're right. Like second has been a little, a little bit of a miss at times. Yeah, it has been a little no, bit. No, there's no, there. like, what's the hope? There is none. Like, well, how you, are you going to, tra- what are you going to trade? Exactly. Well, that, that would be, <laughs> that would be my question. And it, it always comes back down to messaging yeah, for me. And exactly. they've made it more difficult on themselves. And I'll ask you this, because I actually asked this of Dimitri, your podcast partner for Young Gun, uh, which you can find wherever you get your podcast, of course. Please, five stars only, positive vibes only. Yes. Do you think this is the insider's going out there because they're getting information to make David Tepper happy. Like David, you know, he wants it. like I, people are checking out on us and we had the purple wave at bank of America stadium. No, I want the message out there that we are doubling down <laughs> and get it out there. So they were, they, and now it's out there. Ian Rappaport's talking about how no, they're in the market for a wide receiver. 
Bleacher Report had a report that was similar about they doubled down. They believe in Bryce. Young. You're right. This Who's stuff the messaging comes, for? Right. It comes from Pepper, obviously. Because I don't like, think it's for fans. I think fans aren't stupid. And I know that's something that you've been. Well, I don't know. I think week. he thinks so. Right. And that's where it gets annoying. It's like yeah. just and in general, I'm not even just talking about the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. There are so many sports teams and even just like entities beyond sports lately that have just been like telling you something that is so contrary to what you are actually seeing in front of you and expect like expecting you to just accept it and believe it. And like, oh, well, sure. Yeah. Well, I'll believe that y'all are in a playoff hunt and you're going to find it. What? what? I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you want me to pretend I haven't watched the rest of the season? Like, Okay. Your hope would be C.J. Stroud somehow isn't really the best quarterback. Well, I mean, no, I don't oh, hope oh, that because, like, here's the hope: it's not his fault. Here's the hope: <laughs> Christian McCaffrey wins the Super Bowl oh, with stop. the 49ers. Please don't do that. <laughs> oh my God! Please, that's not good. You know, it's it for is, whom? It, for him. It, it is interesting to to. For I'm, Christian, I'm yes. trying to for find Christian, hope. Yes. No, I'm okay. liked. But CMC, here's the problem. Here's I mean, the problem I didn't like him up. that much that I want to see him win the Super Bowl. Wait, here's the else. issue with bringing up Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I'd be happy for him. This, I'd be happy for him yes. too. But it also illustrates that the issues with the Carolina Panthers go beyond whoever the head coach might be. Because remember when they had Christian McCaffrey, what did we hear about? Not this Swiss army knife that you had to utilize in the best ways possible. Is well, we got to limit his touches. Well, meanwhile, you see what a... And they a, never used him creatively. I mean, they had like maybe see, one or two seasons where they did a little bit, but not really. Now you see what a Shanahan can do <laughs> with a player like Christian McCaffrey. And you're going, oh, oh, so that's what you do with a guy that's like that. That's what coaching that. looks like. Mike McDaniel. Like, what do you think Mike McDaniel would do with Christian McCaffrey? Right? Yeah. So, well, we already know. Yeah, we, we do know. Like, oh, a fast guy who can catch? What? Yeah, let's go. I want you to do your... Uh, but <laughs> you practically invented putting fast people on defense. The Eddie Landreth impression, which is just oh on God. point. Just absolutely... Oh, I love that. Uh, R.I.P. Eddie yes, Landreth. Yes, R.I.P. One of the so, sweetest people ever. So I think that's ultimately what the problem is. You see Christian McCaffrey thriving on the 49ers with Brock Purdy as the quarterback, and you go... Oh, it's because they have a guy who can coach circles around the other team. Oh, that's what it is. And what I find interesting, that's Lauren. It. Yeah, no, but you're right. When I look at the YouTube comments, what I found interesting isn't the Panthers fans who are, you know, arguing about Bryce Young and, and those types of things. It's actually the Indianapolis fans. Oh, like yeah. The slipstream. No, they're, they're, they're doing what they're doing now is like a Nebraska, like us with Nebraska people. <laughs> and, I, and, and look, you know oh, what? Oh, with right. Now, I can say, like, the only thing that excited me about Reich is that he's an offensive mind allegedly so like I, I other than that I was like cool they finally hired an offensive coach okay great I, mm-hmm. I'll wait and see like let's reserve judgment who knows but like I didn't think it would be great I didn't think it would be bad I had no idea I just felt like it he's would be better than rule and I don't I mean yeah, yeah that's in that way he is yeah. better than rule like he doesn't he looks like he's not completely out of his depth he, on his, his facial expressions. Well, let's, let's, like let's get you out of the, the Panthers depression. Oh, let's talk you. about something positive like 1997, the Tar Heels starting out four and Oh yeah. And now they're, they actually, they now. started out what eight. No, that year, I think. How have you before mat- the, the Florida state game? How, how have you matured from that time in 1997 <laughs> where you got angry at a game day? 
Oh no, that was later. That was, that later? was after Mac left. Oh, that's right. You got Mac. You got <laughs> when Mac I was after. a Carolina student. Yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and they came back for game day, and I'm like, "Why is this happening? This is so stupid! Like, get out of here! You left. I don't like this. We shouldn't be playing." Like, I just had all these feelings about it, and I, yeah. But obviously, I don't anymore. The reason why I bring up the Tar Heels is that uh, I, chances are they're going to be five and zero after this weekend, and you got the Miami game coming up, and Miami and North Carolina have always played some interesting games. Well, and then like Carolina has inexplicable completely owned them. Yes, they have. Like, when you look at their record against all of their teams, like, that's, I mean, they beat them routinely, even when they're not supposed to half the time. <laughs> Shout out to Marquise Williams, who hit them with the upside down <laughs> U. Say, He's right? not the only one. There have yeah. been so many. Oh, there's been so many. That was the most famous one. You're right. Yeah. But, like, there have been so many, like, upside down uh-huh. U's by UNC. It's wild how often they would beat them. Like, it was actually starting to become funny yeah. how often they would beat them. Because I, I'm like, it makes no sense. I love I loved the Marquise Williams upside down U so much that I remember I had done a, a Vine of it. Remember Vine? Mm. Yes. And I got a DMCA on Twitter years after the fact like i got flagged and like oh. your, your account's locked i'm like okay what happened which by the way why don't they just ask you to take it down i got another <laughs> locked account notification this week i forgot to tell you this hmm. i got locked out because you changed the handle on youtube no no it was on twitter i got a dmca notice for an old jonathan rand acapella of the news <laughs> from like the pandemic it was how to save a strike remember how to save a strike you don't remember that one? I mean, I know. I, I barely remembered it, but apparently got a takedown notice. And again, that was from three years ago. They're still oh, they're, up, they're up on it. Yeah. They're really, really up on it. So anyway, I had to unlock my account. <laughs> so coming out of the open week, for me against Syracuse, we talked about this in premature evaluation, so we can kind of expand it out here. Syracuse is a middle-of-the-road ACC team, decent enough defense. Um, to, for me, for North Carolina, it's not about their opponent. It's just how do they control games? Because they've got the quarterback. Game control. They got the quarterback. Is that back? It's back. It's totally back. Oh, awesome. They got the QB. Yeah. It looks like the offense is st- finally starting to gel. Defense has been good for mm-hmm. the most part. And your favorite term, I like ground control or game control. You love complimentary football. I do love complimentary football. And that's what UNC has been doing. And in all three phases, it's a coaching cliche. I know yes. I just said it, but it's also something that needs to happen. <laughs> See Carolina Panthers, for an example. Like when your punt coverage units yeah. are bad, you're going to have bad field position. That's going to set your offense back, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Like it all has to work in concert <laughs> together. You know what I mean? That's I do believe in that. Have you noticed that NC State and the Carolina Panthers are living yep. parallel lives? Yes, I have. Because yeah. I watch both of them on yeah. purpose every yeah. weekend. <laughs> so. But we were just talking about Kentucky, and I'm like, yeah, you, and not Devin Leary, but Demi Sumo is the one who actually NC State desperately needs. They do. They do. Yeah. Right now. And I thought they all made, I thought they both made really smart decisions in the offseason. Like, hey, sure. let's try to get a, bring a new play caller in here and. This will this will really punch things up and hey, let's get this new quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like Dave this will did, be great. Like, here's the thing. Like, this is why I stick up for Dave Doran a little bit because <laughs> like there are coaches that it seemed like actively hate offense. I don't think Dave is necessarily that guy. Are I think sure? he prefers <laughs> defense. But why why go out and hire an eye? Like, I'll why look, do all? I'll, I don't think I'll, he was I'll intentionally agree. sabotaging them. I, yeah, no, there are you're some right. coaches you wonder about that legit. <laughs> like, you're like, are you doing this on purpose? Well, you brought this up on Monday. Are you hiring your kid who who, can't, who has an incentive yeah, to get I, the 325 look, points? There's no way. I had I was not doing some of that on purpose. You can't convince me. I'm sorry. It's the yeah. numbers are too terrible. Well, you you brought it up on Monday, <laughs> and I think it actually has kind of been a, a thread throughout the week. And, and going to MJ Morris, 
I, I went back and I looked at all the quarterbacks. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that. Love, love that we did that, and then all like literally, oh, I get home and they're know, like, we cha- you, they changed quarterbacks. You, you, I'm like, awesome. You, you text, you texted me right after the fact. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm like, yeah, it happens from time to time. I know it does happen. But no, the point was, I had gone through from 2019 when things they had Ryan Finley. All right, it was what three you, years. They had three years of Ryan Finley. Whatever you feel about Ryan Finley, cool. But <laughs> just, I know Joe has just say thoughts. that right to Jillio. It's fine. Joe has thoughts on Ryan Finley, but they had a quarterback. I don't feel much of anything about him. So, Straight up, for the they record. had a QB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then from there, it's been this really weird kind of journey to get to where we are today. And I know that people love Devin Leary, but in the grand scheme of things, he had one full season, one. Okay. Yeah, no, I we agree on that. And from there, it really has been a consistency of Dave trying to find the next guy. And as you pointed out, turnovers will ultimately be the thing that he's not going to be able yes. to look past. So to your point, Dave's not because this is where I get upset with fans. Yeah, they're acting as though Dave is actively sabotaging yes. his own season to prove some sort of point. No, Dave is consistent with what he wants out of a quarterback to the point where he's willing to just run a guy now, and have him not throw it because he's afraid he might turn the ball over. To be fair, I guess, like, you know, when you say stuff like, you know, basically like just deal with it, it's a win. Yeah. Like, I be get happy. why people might, right, be happy, it's a win, <laughs> like get over it that you don't like our offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people aren't going to love that I so know. much. I and know. so it might make them think that. But no, that's just Dave being prickly. That's not Dave no, hating the offense. Like, he that's doesn't Dave. Hate it. That's That's 11 years of a relationship. It's like a shit. Just be happy we went out to dinner. You know, <laughs> right. That's that's what that is. I emptied the dishwasher. Right. Right. Oh, you did bare minimum. Cool. Good for you. Exactly. And that's yeah. get you a vacuum for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not have happened. No. Oh, Joe. No, what? no, no. Oh, not you. I oh, got good. Kelly. I got Kelly a Roomba once. There you go. The The genesis of the Roomba. Well, did she was, ask for it? Though? No. The genesis <laughs> of the Roomba. No, I'll, t- I'll tell you the genesis oh, of the boy. Roomba. Look, Lauren, you've known me long enough to know that sometimes I have some <laughs> real just knuckle-dragging yes. dude moments. Yes. Okay? Yes, sometimes. And this was definitely one of those times where, again, bare minimum type thing of, you know, it would be nice if you would vacuum from time to time. So what did I do? What? I went and bought a Roomba. Sir. <laughs> That that feels like an act of aggression, if we're being honest. Like, it would be nice if you could vacuum some. Here, here's your Roomba. You got it, honey. You take care of it. Happy birthday. It's working smarter. Oh, my God, dude. Right. Somebody it's working else just said one harder. decision by you. It's working smarter, not harder. We love the Roomba. I mean, I know. And then we got it's the not mop- a birthday present. And then we got the mopping robot to follow it up. Is there a mopping robot? Was that for robot? Christmas? Yeah, or? There was a, there's a mopping yeah, robot. Like Did not know that. I, I can't with that. The mopping robot's like $500, I feel like. Well, I had, uh, so quick no. story about that. Now this, I'm not proud of this, but screw <laughs> it. So the kids got to a point, and Alex will reach this point soon, if he hasn't hit yeah, that maybe. point already, we'll where g- actual gifts don't matter anymore. Like, what do you want? Amazon gift cards. Oh, That's no, what they he's wanted. not at that point. So they went through a run of, we just want Amazon gift cards, which, cool, whatever. Yeah. So they would get hundreds of dollars of Amazon gift cards for Christmas and birthday, and then they would never spend it. <laughs> so Sounds like me. Actually. So I gave it I gave it some time. I gave it some time. And I'm like, and they just completely forgot about it. Yeah. So I said, well, shit, I got like $500 in gift cards? Getting the Roomba. Getting that mopping robot. <laughs> you stole your kid's money? Yes, I did. Does wow. that make me a bad parent? That was an interesting phrasing there. I mean, 
A little bit. <laughs> like the gifts weren't from you. Yeah, but <laughs> like if it's one thing the, if the gift's from you and you're like, I'm gonna have to take some of this. Oh, back. I interpreted it as you bought them the Amazon gift cards. No, no, oh, and they just like, never they got them as gifts. They got them as gifts. Oh, okay. From like my parents, my aunt, my in-laws. Okay. So they didn't use them. It was, it went by like a year, Lauren. It was a year. Okay. So clearly there was nothing on Amazon that did you they remind wanted. them at all? Oh, I told them. Oh, okay. Well, and they were like, what? Yeah. Oh, I told them. And no, uh, like, did you remind them before you spent yes. their money? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. They had you. chances. Okay. Okay. Got it. They had that, chances. Then, okay. But I, when I, they're yeah. sitting there piled up, collected <laughs> dust, and they haven't even take the, taken the little foil off the back so they can get the number. This sounds like me. Yeah. Well, then you know what? I'm getting a damn mopping robot. <laughs> That's why I never asked for gift cards, because I never remember to put them like into the Amazon system. And if they had a problem with it, I could hit them up with, well, if the mopping robot's not going to do it, you guys could do it. <laughs> There you go. Oh, Sell okay, it back yeah, and get them their money back. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, the mopping robot's actually a really, really good idea. <laughs> anyway, how did we get here? Uh, I totally forgot. Buying your wife a Roomba for her birthday. Oh, that's right. Because I said, shit, just be happy we went out to dinner or something like that. That's Dave. Dave energy with the shit. Just be happy we won. Well, and even with the kids, it's like, just be happy you don't have to mop. <laughs> right. I took your money, but Feels be happy like you don't have to mop. <laughs> it does. It does feel like a win to, to me. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll get out of here on this. Can Duke, without Riley Leonard, still stay in contention for the ACC for a couple weeks here? We don't know what the actual timetable is for Riley right. Leonard and Duke. But I feel like... Well, it's like- just one week. That's a high ankle sprain, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Which, who are we talking about again? Uh, right. Well, that's just what the Panthers were saying, so well, not that, sure. There's that, no, or I'm maybe kidding. Riley Leonard yeah. was listening to the sounds of dolphin sex, like Aaron Rodgers. As he re- he re- he rehabs his torn Achilles. Why is he so thirsty? Uh, it's very. I thirsty. just. Oh my god. He's, you knew he was showing up for the Taylor Swift game. Oh yeah. He wanted to be seen. No, I know. I I just I'm Duke. I feel I feel not bad for Duke. No, I do. But Duke had this run up with game day. All right. I feel bad for them. It's not bad. Is not the right word. To, right phrase to use. No. Duke had a real opportunity all things considered right. to not only beat notre dame let's Oof. say they lose notre dame in heartbreaking fashion without the riley leonard injury you could no, use still, that yeah. you could use it as a bouncing off point of like yes. look man we took these guys to the brink we know we can compete with anybody that's you're, the thing and they didn't even play their best game right. and they're still in it the, they, they should have open week let's right. double down it's the riley leonard injury that that's me what go, damn it because that dude could have had a, like that group Based on what we've seen out of the ACC so yes, far, yes. there's nobody in the ACC to me that they can't beat. For sure. So that's, that's especially with the way they've been playing defensively. So that's, that's, I, I think that. Duke's problem is Louisville has the easiest schedule I've oh ever my. seen. Wow. Yeah. They're see not where, even good. You see wow. where the odds for the ACC continue to go up because of the schedule? They're not well, even I good. I remember when I saw their over under at eight yeah. and a half, and I was like, started what? at seven and a half. <laughs> It's just it's like, probably the type of team they are, but their schedule yeah. is a no. I know. I saw Louisville does not play Clemson, Florida State, or UNC. They're they play Octo- Miami. They they do play Miami on November eighteenth, but they've got Duke on October twenty eighth. And by that point, maybe Riley Leonard's back. back. And I think that's like the big one to circle, right? Because like obviously, if Duke wants to stay in contention, it'll have to beat a team that you know will also be at the top of the standings yeah. by virtue of nothing other yeah. than Duke's path its is schedule. just extremely. It's tough. Difficult yes. compared to 
Carolinas compared yes. to yes. Louisville. This is why I was skeptical of Duke coming into the year. It wasn't sure. because I didn't believe in Elko and them. It's because I looked at the schedule and was like, my God. Oh, we talked about it in July. That yeah. Duke could theoretically have a worse record than last yes. year and yet still have a good I season. Love, I love that they get a week off before they play state. I think, yes. I think they'll be fired up to play state. I think isn't players that, react. That the blood feud? It is. Players react differently than we do or coaches do or fans do. Mm. Like players just play. Like they don't care. Yeah. Like, you know, they're not going to be like, oh, man, we don't have Raleigh. They have Henry Ballin, you know, good looking kid. Sure. So, I know we've only seen him really against Lafayette, but right. you're going to put him in there. It's not like you're going to run all different stuff. It's not like you're going to reinvent the wheel with him. And their defense is what I've been most impressed with, the way yes. that they play. They're 100%. super aggressive. Mm. Uh, it's, it's impressive to watch. I've never seen a Duke defense like this. No. I, I don't remember athletic one, do you? Athletic up front, too. Yeah. Just yeah. crazy athletic up front. All right, Brownlow, we'll see you next Thursday. All right. Always enjoy hanging out with Lauren. You never know where the conversations with Brownlow are going to go, man. That's that's fair. Like me admitting, you know, my terrible husband status with uh, Roomba pictures. <laughs> I mean, it happens sometimes. Uh, anytime we talk about the Panthers, we thank Graffiti. Go check him out, Downtown Cary. I'm actually headed to Downtown Cary today uh, to go hang out with Wayne and Adam for 919 Vice. Graffiti is typically where we do the podcast from. Uh, and it's just a great vibe. They got a bunch of TVs. They'll have all the games on Sunday. But more importantly, they have a bourbon selection that is off the charts. And what's even better than the bourbon selection are the bourbon prices. Break-even night is on Tuesday. They have a featured bottle. It's at cost. So you can get an incredible bottle of bourbon for three bucks for a one-ounce pour. You can also take advantage of their multiple bourbon specials on Sunday. And I'm, I'm joking, maybe, maybe not, but... <laughs> You might need to be sipping on something good to watch the Panthers and make it worth it. I'm just saying. Palatable. Yes. I'm just saying. Also, big thanks to Whitaker and Hamer for sponsoring <laughs> Ovias and Julia. What are you laughing about? Needed Josh's right? services yesterday. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Did we get a leak? Oh, Slight you... traffic uh, issue. Slight. What? What is it about <laughs> you and car stuff, man? It's not good, man. Are you cursed? Potentially. Potentially. So you had a moving violation yesterday? I, I did. Is that what happened? I did. Okay. So I had to reach out. Whitaker and Hamer, WH.lawyer. <laughs> Be like me. <laughs> get in legal trouble. <sighs> Call Josh Whitaker. You're going to get a result? Joe Hamer. Hey, you're going to get good results. Yes. All right. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you're going to get good results. I have confidence. That's, That's confidence. That is That is important. That is important. We. double shot of rant for you uh, and we're going to be moving over we're going to be moving all of our things over to the golf course tomorrow and a big help for the og golf classic is rocco over at tavern on the green he joins us on the heaster automotive group hotline rocco what's going on man how we doing guys how we doing we're good so what do we got what do we got served up for friday and well we're gonna give you one of uh, raleigh's best burgers Let's go. you know some hot dogs good times okay and yeah. And I see, I see the sign behind. You got like a fainting goat sign behind. Yeah, we got, we got a pretty good selection up here. You can. One of my girls is very artistic. Let's see if I can do that. How's that? <laughs> you know that? Those are all the things you got served. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see a white Coach, I see some local beer on there. I like we, it. Uh, we are definitely locals bar. Um, 103 beer options, including some on tap. Wait, 103? Yeah, we're the only golf course with that many in Raleigh. Dang, well, dude. I'm going to North Carolina probably. You know, our bourbon selection will fight with anybody. 
<laughs> We're going to have to get you and Graffiti to fight each other then. Well, you know, I'm not trying to have any competition. Oh, maybe we'll it's do Garner. A he's in Garner. That's true. It's a cold, totally, yeah. no, it's a totally different demographic, different area, <laughs> you know. So I go over to Eagle Ridge yesterday. I'm talking to Rocco and I was like, yeah, man, because we'll have drink tickets. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, I just need beer flavored beer. He's like, no, you, you could you could have like any beer that you want. A hundred and three and on tap. Yeah, man. Like, man, rock. Wait, you, you know me. I'm only going to have the Coors Light or my dad might have a Yingling. They're like, right. you're busting out all the fancy stuff for us tomorrow. We're trying to, man. We want we want to we want to make you guys look better than you are. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Good luck with that. How's that? Uh, behind the scenes, Joe knows my frustrations with getting lighting right, and it actually just might be us. Right? <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with the lighting. It's, the lighting's it's not an angle. It's not it's an angle. Not, it's it's not, you. Yeah. yeah, man. Well, I mean, you know, we've got the, the – how do you get rid of this? You don't. No, I want the gray. <laughs> no, no, I exactly. want the, the gray gives me – it distracts from the top of my head, number one, yeah. and it gives me a little bit of uh, distinction with the gray. Exactly. Okay. I love it. I love mine. I take pride in it. <laughs> now, I don't want you to give away Tavern on the Green secrets too much, but what makes the burger the best burger? Um, farm-raised beef, you know, straight from the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, no additives. We season it ourselves here. You know, we take pride. I take pride in what we do here for it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, our, our, our cattle is raised locally for our hamburgers and they are, I mean, one of the best in Raleigh. Now, are you are you a griddle guy to make that thing no, like, see, no, like cooking the fat? Or no, see, he's a problem solver. Oh, because okay. he had to redo his kitchen last summer, right? Correct. Yes, sir. Had to redo the floor. He, he brought in a grill, like a Mac Daddy grill that will be out there. Yeah. Friday. Right. Yeah. I don't know if Rock's going to be on the grill. I will be. Rock will be on the grill himself. All right. Okay. So where we check in, right when we walk in, we'll have the table set up. We'll have the grill out there. Yeah. It's 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 a day. It's, like, it's gonna be like an outdoor event for you guys. You know, yes. where the, the golfers come up, they register, they get their food, they can come inside and eat, hang out, drink beer, do whatever they want, go to the driving range. You know, they'll have it all available to them. Rocco doesn't We're even mind. Rocco doesn't even mind on the 18th hole when I I pull a stray three wood and it hits. The, Somebody's uh, got to hit the building. Hits the building. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to hit the building. All right, man. Well, we appreciate all the help for this OG. So we're looking forward to having you guys tomorrow. It's it's you know going to be a great time. Even spectators need to come out and hang out with us. Just check it out. You know. Well, that's gonna be me, man. I'm just there to eat and drink. Hey, come on, come on. We got to. wants me to glad hand. So. The view from the back porch is worth a million bucks, and you'll be right. comfortable enjoying yourself. Heckling nose on 18. I'm down for it, man. Yeah, I'm down for we'll it. We'll be doing it together. It'll be fun. Yeah, Rocco, Rock, we, we appreciate, appreciate you, man. Hey, thank Can't you guys. Tomorrow without you. Yeah, I have an envelope with your name on it, too, man. That's, hey, man, that's, that's all good. You are right now. Amy will like that when you get here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I do need to come by after and pick up the tickets. I, I forgot to pick up the drink tickets yesterday. That's fine. I'll have them ready for you. No problem. Thank you, sir. All appreciate right. you. Hey, See you tomorrow. Thanks, man. Big thanks to Breeze Through for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Go check them out across the triangle. It's peak tailgating season. Maybe you're headed to Chapel Hill for the Syracuse-North Carolina game. There's one just outside Chapel Hill. Maybe you're going to Carter-Finley Stadium. A rare 2 o'clock kickoff thanks to the C-Dub with NC State and Marshall. Get your coffee early. Like, seriously, do you know how... what? It, this is the best deal in the entire triangle. Yeah. It's 20 bucks. Lifetime free refills. Mm-hmm. I'm out here spending $4 for a freaking Topo Chico, dude. Yeah. One. Yeah. Single. It's gone. Okay. You had a day yesterday. I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you. You really had a day. So yesterday. go get the breeze through. 20 bucks, lifetime refills. You cannot get a single better deal than that. All right. And uh, speaking of great deals, they do have deals at Butcher's Market. Um, you can Look go at me with all the time. Uh, you have all the time. We're, <laughs> we have like Tumblr overload here. Uh, and speaking of tailgating, if you need things like the charcoal, you need the wood to smoke. You want to get the seasoning. Uh, you, you might not have Rocco seasoning, but you're looking for a seasoning. They've got all that stuff there at Butcher's Market. Uh, they even have fresh vegetables, too, uh, that you can throw on the grill the to add to what you're doing. Listen, tomorrow for the golf tournament, Butcher's Market's going to be out there, too. They're going to have some samples. Sierra Nevada, Butcher's Market, Choovius, between the 11th and 12th holes. Very excited. So about Kenneth it. over at Butcher's Market. We're also, some of the prizes we have are for gift cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already had one group. Shout out to Harrison. He goes, hey, man, and cool. You got tickets to the Carolina Campbell game. Cool. You got the Carolina Hurricanes hats. That we, we picked up this week. See, those look cool. Because my group wants to win the butcher's market gift cards. <laughs> That's what my group wants. I love it. I said, you got it, man. I you win, it. they're yours. I love that. All right. So, Joe, you've been on this. You, you've been on this kick the last couple of years about where everything is going and how players ultimately are going to be the conduit to fans and how we talk about sports and then we're kind of left not reacting but just kind of playing off whatever they're doing and it's funny earlier this week i mentioned how the kelsey brothers are really taking over the nfl yes taylor swift is on tv all the time i get all that stuff but the mannings were typically viewed as the football brothers that get all the attention and people want to know what's going on but that's more traditional they're on tv the Kelsey brothers have tapped into something else and where we are today with social media podcasts and everything else. And new heights has suddenly become like a must listen, must watch situation. And they're okay. Perfectly. Okay. This is an inception moment. It really is. So here's, what's funny about this. There's been a lot of conversation about is, is the Taylor Swift coverage in the NFL right now too much. And of course, I laughed saying, no, there's no such thing. They're going to ride this wave just like the NFL has ridden the wave of other pop culture phenomenons. This idea that I'm going to disagree with something that the Kelsey brothers say in this clip in a second, but they address it because Travis Kelsey's part of this, right? Yeah. He's, he's part of this because he's dating Taylor Swift. And I thought this was an interesting conversation between the two. Is the NFL overdoing it? What is your honest opinion? Not I think, take away, I think everybody's take away just like your feelings for Taylor. <laughs> What is your honest opinion <laughs> on how the NFL is treating celebrities at games? I think it's fun when they show uh, who all is at the game. I think it brings a little bit more to the atmosphere, brings a little bit more to what you're watching. But at the same time, I think uh, they're overdoing it. They're they're overdoing it a little bit for sure, right. especially my situation. I think they're they're just trying to have fun with it. I just think the NFL is not used to celebrities coming to the games. Like basketball has to figure it out. They're all courtside. They're sitting there. They show them once or twice, but they get back to the game. The NFL is like, oh, look at all these A-list celebrities in the game. Keep showing them. Show them. Show them. Show them. Dude, listen. You show them once. Let them know they're there. Maybe after a touchdown, you get a little clip, but you can't be overboard with it. Because you never know. You get caught, you know, just throwing a big old cheeseburger in and you look like an idiot. Mm, caught picking a nose. What? Nothing. Well, it was a lot. Not only was it a lot of the celebrities, but dude, how many commercials have you done? Every commercial break, it was about seven commercials with Travis Kelsey. Yeah, we backed it up in the offseason. It was a busy offseason. <laughs> there you go. There's uh, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey on New Heights. Talking about that stuff. W- one real quick point. I'll disagree with Jason Kelsey's point about celebrities 
at NFL games, that the NFL doesn't know what to do with celebrities at the game. That, no, no. There's always been camera cuts to the box if somebody famous is there. Let's not forget that we lived in a world where they were putting, um, oh, I can't remember, uh, remember her name, Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo. They would constantly go to shots at the box when they were dating. So this idea that the NFL doesn't know what to do with celebrities, that is incorrect. Uh, the NBA might have a lock on where the, you see the celebrities constantly because the game action will show the celebrities literally there on the court. And I'll, I'll grant you that. You do have to literally cut away to show those celebs at NFL games. But yeah, this is not a new phenomenon. It just so happens to be that one of the top tier recognizable NFL players is dating the number one pop star in the country. So yes, this is what you're going to get with these types of conversations. And I have zero problem with it because the numbers keep going up. This ties into my larger point, though. There's no such thing as the media anymore. Yeah, true. The media does no longer exist. I was on this program yesterday. I told you I can't name the newscasters, the top anchors right. for the for ABC, NBC, and CBS. I'm sure. not alone. Lester, Lester, Lester Holt. finally came to me. Lester Holt. I now know two. David ne- Muir, Lester Holt. I ne- know them. Let's go. Never mind. Good luck having one of your one of our kids come up with a name oh. of a national. They might know who Adam Schefter is, yeah. but what does Adam Schefter really do? Is that media? I don't think so. No. Schefter's running PR now. There actually was an yeah. interesting Ben Strauss story. Uh, ben Strauss of the Washington Post wrote a pretty interesting story about the war between Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharanya. Oh, okay, okay. Because remember, this is like a this is very Star Wars mentor. Yeah, like I got the Darth Vader pumpkin behind me. Woj is the Emperor. Mm-hmm. All right, Shams is Darth Vader, and Shams broke off and started doing his own thing at the Athletic. And what Strauss highlights is to what your point with Adam Schefter. These guys are essentially tamper-proof conduits to get messages out. Right. When a team wants a player, they can't actively go and do it because it's tampering. Ah, but we know the loophole. We can get Adrian Wojnarowski to do the work for us to get those messages out. Shams in the same boat. And Adam Schefter is clearly doing the same thing for football agents to get whatever message they need and GMs to cut out. I was actually having a conversation with somebody about this uh, recently. Somebody in the, I'm not going to name the person, but they're in the NFL, they're in this info business and stuff like that. And once you get to that level, there's a weird, delicate balance that you have to play and that you don't want to ruin your sources who give you good information. Now, there's the complete opposite end of the spectrum that what you see with Adrian Wojnarowski, you can see who he's carrying water for and Shams. You can see who he's carrying water for. And the same thing with Adam Schefter, Um, which is why I've never really went out of my way to try to be an insider status. I know you've dealt with this because you've been a beat writer. You're around the building all the time. And I've known this with other people that I've worked with where they get information, they get their sources. And when they want to give an honest opinion on on something, those sources get mad. mad. They get mad at you for being not bullshitting the audience. Right. So I've never really, they're not my friends. So to speak. Yeah. That's why I've never gotten close to a coach. I've never gotten close to a general manager. I've never gotten close to a front office person because ultimately at the end of the day, they want to use you as a conduit to get their message across. I think independent of that though, there's this idea that the way that the media, Mm -hmm. which was newspapers and television used to work was you went to a game, you covered the game, you talked to the players after the game and that's how the players would get their message out. Sure. Okay. The schools in the last 10 to 20 years have turned that into only the schools get to decide what gets out 
and it's their message that gets out, whether it's a good story or whether it's a, you know, um, a, a touching story, whether it's a, you know, one of these real life tearjerker stories, the schools control that now, not, they won't give that to a writer. Yep. Okay. They won't give that to a television person to go highlight on their media group because they have their own thing. The evolution to that now is the players aren't able to speak, basically speak their mind in college, unless you're Shador Sanders. Sure. Okay. So for the most part, once you become a professional, now it's like, okay, well, do I, there were guys, and I'll use Luke as an example, when he was covering the Canes, like Jim Rutherford didn't like Luke for no. a long time. No. So if you had to make a choice, were you going to talk to Luke? You'd be seen as somebody who was siding with Luke. Right. Mm -hmm. And there were players who didn't like Jimmy. So those players would talk to Luke. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but that was, that was how you got your message out. Mm -hmm. There was a newspaper. There was a story. You were in the headlines. You were written about your voice was heard. Now these teams, while they have availability, these players are sitting here going, who did you credential? I don't know who this person <laughs> is. Right. So you see Aaron Rodgers chooses Pat McAfee, a former player yeah. who has a platform. And I will tell you, the, I, I believe the number one reason that Pat McAfee is the number one and likely the highest paid. Maybe Stephen A is getting a little Steve, bit more no, than him. Stephen A is still the highest paid. And then he's number two yep. at ESPN because he talks to people. Mm -hmm. Stephen A actually doesn't talk to people anymore. On the like, He has actual interviews. Pat McAfee talks to the players, mm -hmm. talks to the coaches, and interviews them and has them on his show or had them on his podcast. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is the most interesting stuff that he does. Mm -hmm. Not his antics. Yeah, I, I do enjoy his personality, but he has conversations. Not if you ask Washington State fans these days. Right. But he has conversations. Yeah. Okay. And I think when the, the problem where ESPN, I think, went wrong was they only wanted to talk to Adam Schefter. They only wanted to talk to Adrian Wojnarowski. Mm -hmm. They stopped wanting to talk to the players. Yeah. So what the Kelseys are doing, which, by the way, hi, Kelseys. Thank you. You're doing the same thing that we're doing. Mm -hmm. You're going out. You're doing your own thing and putting your own message out because you don't need the media. No. Well, in our case, it's, well, we don't have a company to support us. Well, in their case, it's, we don't want to be filtered through your message. We want to go directly and make our own podcast and make our own message. Mm -hmm. So again, hi, Kelsey's. Hey, <laughs> pointing Spider-Man, you and us doing the same thing. But I think you'll see players who are interested in doing that. Yeah. Continue to do that. Whether that's on Instagram, as we've seen with Cam Newton before, whether that's on their own podcast, whether it's on something like Twitter. You are now in a situation where in, and we can tie this into the major league baseball conversation that we will we'll have here. There is no such thing as the media anymore. No, it doesn't not. exist. So no. you don't need media allies. You need messaging. And the more and more we see this, the problems with NC state, the problems with the Carolina Panthers, these are all related to messaging problems. Yes. The Kelsey's right now have this thing right here. They do right here. They don't have a messaging problem because they figured out how to, deliver the message in the way that they want it to deliver it. And it's packaged beautifully. And you have two brothers, as you see there with Jason kind of steering the ship. Mm -hmm. Right. And Travis being the, he's the, the character, the character, he's the right. character. That, that's really good stuff. It is. Well, speak to your point about athletes wanting to talk to other athletes and you could do this now because what well, does it, it, I think no, Pat has done it. Pat. Well, here's the thing like Cam Newton, right? Cam mm -hmm. Newton's now it, it's pretty, pretty obvious that Cam Newton's never coming back into the NFL. Right. His, his career is over. So Cam has started to shift over to what the Kelsey brothers are doing. Now, Cam's always dabbled in this. Remember, Cam had his YouTube show, which I will always, I will forever love that YouTube show because his dad once like put him, his own kid on yeah. blast in the middle of a conversation about, I was like, you know, I don't want to be a distraction. And Cecil's like, now Cam, <laughs> come on now. 
But Cam's doing this kind of stuff too. And he's getting athletes to talk about things openly that you and I could never mm-hmm. do. Theo Pinson is doing a great job with that too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. So here's, uh, here's from Cam Newton on his, I guess he did a recent show with Tyreek Hill and, you know, talking about the cheetah and what the cheetah wants to do after the fact. And this exchange is just amazing. And I've never felt more relatable to Cam Newton in my life. Well, if you retire, you're doing, you're going to be all over huh? you're gonna be on TV, everything. Huh? Nah, when I retire, bro, I really want to be a porn star, though, bro. Like, dead serious. I don't want to be no porn star. God blessed me with a lot of things, but he ain't blessed me with no hammer. I got... Two inches of straight venom. Okay, nah. Oh, nah, nah, nah that's a Hold on, you said, hold on. Had I been given a hammer, I wouldn't be wearing my pants right now. I mean, I got a lot of confidence, dog. And uh, God knew what he was doing when he made me. He said, no, 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 we're going to give him all that confidence. We're going to give him all that swag. We're going to give him all that height, body composition, all that. But whoa, 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 whoa. Make it average. And I'm not mad at Tyreek Hill for saying what he wanted to do. What I really wanted him to say is who would be his top three castmates for his next career before I die. <laughs> he called it two inches of <laughs> I was not prepared for that. No, I know. I kept that from you. I wanted yeah. you to hear that in real time uh, as he talks about like, yeah, God just went, let's make that average. I'm also kind of I, caught up on Tyreek Hill being like, that's what I wanted. Like, you have all this money. Hey, man, you yeah, we all have our hopes and dreams. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> One other clip is social media continues to do everything, uh, shape everything. Uh, shout out to Web Weldon. Web helps with a lot of our um, social media stuff. A lot of the videos that go beyond just the clips. Like, for instance, um, we'll be putting out that PNC Arena putt-putt video. Web put that together when yeah, he's a master when he's unbelievable when Julio lost to Sebastian Ajo and Mulkey Webb put that together so we thank Webb for all his work but I guess we've got a we got a little triangle trio here it, yeah it was with media the day Nets. with the Brooklyn Nets so you got Daron Sharp mm-hmm. on the left Carolina, number 20 Dennis Smith Jr. in the middle yeah Wolfpack in the house yep and then Harry Giles I forgot about Harry Giles at Duke man Completely <laughs> forgot about him. Number 14 there on the right. And anyway, this is change happened. The only one that got something you can throw up. Ask him what they put up. How you throw up? You were seeing Duke. Did you see that? He was the first one to say something. Right? He no NC State. Away. I ain't even got to say nothing. They beat y'all. Beat y'all. That's a state. I beat y'all. We beat y'all too. We played NC State. I had 17, 15. I beat Carolina twice. Uh, I can hold up. Wolf back. What they can hold up? They can't hold up nothing. That's pretty good. I mean, look, let's be real. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. put up a hell of a game that never counted at Cameron Indoor Stadium. But what was the total point uh, that year? Not good. Uh, I think I beat by a combined 75 points. I saw this. I saw this. and I I literally texted Orlando earlier this morning and I said, see, the thing is, I really want to like Dennis. (laughs) I really do. (laughs) He does stuff like this. And I'm like, okay, I like, see, I like this. Because that is what, when you get a Duke and Carolina and a state person yeah, together, yeah, yeah, you're going to sit there and talk shit to each other. It's great. Love it. I absolutely love that. We love saving you money. And that's why we send you to Matt Davis. Insuregarner.com. Check them out online at the OGinsurance.com as well. Or you can call them directly at 919-779-8277. Smart people. Do we have tumblers for that too? We give them all We away. gave away ah, all of our tumblers. We have a koozie. There we go. Smart people do smart things. Matt Davis put up a billboard on 70 there in Garner that said, hey, what if you want to talk to a real person? <laughs> well, do what Troy did. Call 
77 Troy's is now saving over 40%. And also Troy's mom is with State Farm and Matt Davis now too. So yeah. look, man, just keep spreading the word and, and Matt Davis is going to hook you up. Also, big thanks to Homefield Apparel. Check them out online, homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG23 like my brother did because he got got by another sick design from Homefield Apparel on an NC State sweatshirt. So he used- Look at you. I'm learning. So much progress. So he uh, he went ahead and he bought that. He used the promo code OG23. They got an app. They got a great community with Homefield and they got great stuff dropping all the time, including a new Campbell Campbell shirt that's coming out here soon. Might be, I think it's dropping tomorrow. I got to double check on that. But you Campbell folks who want some retro gear, Homefield's got you. And I'm really excited about that dropping relatively soon. that Collins Avenue. I know. So good. I know. I did it. They need to release that as a single. I Well, I used the larger version, <laughs> the longer version, to put the sick Picks and Pizza intro together. The giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, for, for those who are wondering what, what, what's the drop, this is what the outro is. <laughs> that, that hits, right? So good. It absolutely hits. Oakwood Pizza Box hits every single time. Now he's got Sesame too. <sighs> Tell me about the Anthony's Sesame again. fire. Tell me about the sesame again. Sesame on the crust. Yeah, we on, tried on that the, at uh, um, on the square, man. It's his daughter, his middle daughter's favorite item. I love that. So he's added he's added it to the menu. I love because I know we had it at OG Pizza Night, and mm-hmm. I thought it really did add. We were a trial run. We were trial runs. I so. love that. I absolutely love that. All right. So instead of traditional Hey Joe questions, let's get into some Major League Baseball to Raleigh conversation. Hey, which just not to derail you for a second here. Yeah. What. I have my email open on, on, you know, like I yell at you for yeah. the, the, the email says get $50,000 in burial coverage for a dollar. Like, what, what is happening here? Nah, like like what, I said, just, what did I do? I think there was a famous tweet. It's like a casket costs how much? <laughs> bury me loose. Yeah, just, just bury me loose, man. Bury take me a hole loose. in the backyard. $50,000. What is going on? So Tom Dunn. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Tom Dunn. Where did I go wrong, Joe? Dundon tells Dave Glenn this week that he wants to ex- bring a baseball He team. wants to bring a baseball Or be involved here. in baseball. Okay. And from that initial news to where we are today, I feel like Tom Dundon's kind of not walked it back, but added more context to what exactly he's trying to do. He's yeah. interested in it. Makes total sense. As he's gotten to know the area. Yeah, he could go Vanderbilt on this thing and just vertically integrate the whole market. He really could. Yeah. And he sees the potential of this market. He've, as he said to Dave, I've got the lease agreement knocked out. We're going to work on that development. How much more can we go? Luke and I were actually talking about this earlier in the week. And Luke said, I got the location wrong or the potential location wrong. He said the fairgrounds might still be in, in play. Okay. So that would make more sense. Make even more way sense. more sense. So that's something to consider, right? But, you know, I look, man. I think you brought it up yesterday. Like, are we getting this wrong? Yeah, did we go too hard? Are we the principal Skinner? Like, right. is it is it the kids that are out of touch? No, you know, am I out of touch? No, the kids are wrong. So, hey, man, we get it. Sometimes we might not read the situation right. But yesterday, I got some more feedback, and I think I finally tapped into what exactly is going on. I think people, they love the idea, and they want to be gassed up about it. Totally get that. Sure. But that's not... That's never been my job you know, or your job. Right. You know, what we do is try to, and I think our strength, Joe, is to give context as to why things are the way that they are in this market. All right. Like, shout out to the life coach. But, you know, three years ago when we were workshopping what this show was going to be, what, what did the life coach say? Insiders. Mm. Right. People have been here for a long time. 
making understand like the intricacies of why the rivalries are what they are. And when you kind of build up those conversations over time, you come from a more informed place as to why things are the way they are now or why it's difficult to get it to one place and why I welcome guys like Tom Dundon to drag this market into a modern era and bring more sports because that's good business for us. But I got an email from Matthew, one of our listeners, and he says, love the show. Conversation with Luke on Major League Baseball in Raleigh was interesting, but seemed super negative, almost condescending at the idea of Major League Baseball in this area. I'll grant you that. And I think that's born out of years and years and years of doing this and years and years of years of hearing about baseball in this market all the way back to, by the way, like the Minnesota Twins possibly relocating Mm -hmm. to Greensboro. Early 90s. Yeah, this is this is a long marinating conversation. And when you hear them and you pop up and what was your point? Like how many of these other professional leagues have tried to pop up and they've gone away? Well, the mistake that the, the people make from the outside is thinking that NC State, North Carolina, and Duke aren't professional sports. Mm-hmm. They are. The, also, the mistake that people make and and maybe don't realize it until they get here. Yeah. We're all on an academic calendar it's here. Funny, it's funny you bring it up that way because I remember talking to salespeople. It was, yeah, man, once Memorial Day hits, good yeah. luck getting somebody on the phone. Yep. We run hot from September to yeah. the end of May. We yeah. run hot during the school year. That's when our sports are. And Tom Dundon has found out like, hey, man, even the Canes, you got to get to your neck of the calendar for it to work. And that's usually after the NCAA tournament. And to his credit, they've done such a great job of of building a consistent winner. They've been able to grab more attention, Mm -hmm. but that's still during the school year. I think the summers, our mentality as a society here is we're we're off. Yeah. Even think about the traffic patterns in the summer. If you, even if you're not involved in, in school, think about, you know, during the school year in the hospital industry, which is probably the number one business actually in the triangle, mm-hmm. you know, the, the hospitals are going to ebb and flow when school, when schools are in session, when their traffic is at its highest. Mm-hmm. So I think as a general rule, we are in a, on an academic calendar. That would be a huge challenge yeah. that for anyone. And, and it's a bonus for them that they have done it involved. Absolutely. Yeah. That's number one starting point. I kind of hesitate to do this. But when you look, uh, my friend J.C. Zembel has shown this to me before. Mm-hmm. And Twitter is not like the biggest gauge of, of interest in the history of the world. But if you had like this giant groundswell, how many Twitter followers do you think you should have? Who, me? No, Major League Baseball. Oh, Major League the, Baseball? The MLB, nine, I don't the, know. The, the MLB Raleigh. The last time I looked, I think they had 5,000 followers. Okay. That's not a groundswell. No, it's not. That's not like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Look what's going on here. Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? So like you got to have big numbers, you got to pop. And I, and I, I appreciate what they're trying to do, but I'm not sure it's, I'm just not sure how they get there from here. Mm-hmm. I also not sure what they're going, like Tom Dundon's not going to be like, Hey guys, great job with the logo. Hey guys, great yeah. job organizing this. The first thing they're going to do is what the Washington commanders did and said, Hey, yeah, cool. You, you copyrighted that. Okay. We're going to do something you're else. Do, yeah. Right. And sense. then it's not like you're going to become the coach or the GM yeah. or the president of the, of the I, team. I want to get to major league base, the, the MLB Raleigh guys in a second. Cause I will admit that they bothered me yesterday. Okay. I'll, I'll straight up. Admit and I don't that. know them. I don't know them at all. Well, okay. and I'm not trying to begrudge. I'll get again, to that. If they want to have a dream, have a dream. I want to get to that in a second, because let's talk about those realities. You talk about the realities of the schedule, so mm-hmm. to speak, the, 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 calendar. Of the, the ebb and flow of this area and how it works. Not to say that you can't, change those behaviors over time, but that's going to take a lot of behavioral change. Okay. (laughs) People keep pointing out to me market size. Yeah. Continues to grow population. We'll look at Milwaukee versus here. Look, man, Milwaukee's advantage over Raleigh in these situations or a lot of these major league baseball teams that people like to point out 
and say, well, their attendance sucks or their market Tampa, size, sure. Pete. Their, market, their market size is not our market size. Places like Milwaukee, they have legacy over Raleigh, man. And what do you always like to say about baseball? It's the world's biggest niche sport. Mm-hmm. They just happen to have big niches. They, it's a, it's a sport that's a niche that's in the biggest cities in the country, and these are legacy cities from back in the day. So there's this head start, right? Not to say that you can't carve out something new, but Major League Baseball seems interested in carving out new in brand cities like a Vegas, right? Everybody's fascinated Nashville. by Vegas. Yeah, Nashville's hot. Right Nashville now. will definitely get one of the teams. Yes. So, but you know what Nashville has that Raleigh doesn't? Big corporate support. All right. And I think that's the thing that I will continue to push back on as a reality of this area. There's not a lot of corporate headquarters here. And if they are corporate headquarters, they're not of the market cap size necessary to keep Major League Baseball happy. If we're talking MLS, totally different conversation. Mm -hmm. But Major League Baseball is in the business of making billions of dollars. And you're going to need corporate support at that level to make it work. And that's the one thing Raleigh has going against it. One of the biggest companies in this area doesn't give a shit about sports, by the way. Does not. <laughs> that's kind of a problem. Hey, SAS, they just put a brand new math building on NC State's campus. Yeah, man. That's what they care about. That's what Jim Goodnight <laughs> cares about. All right. Quite frankly. <laughs> and good for them. I'm not, hey, by the way, I'm not begrudging just SAS. taking care of the Umstead and taking care of the things that they care about. That's Dude, their thing. I'm not begrudging Carry that, right? Academy, man. It's like the best school going. Are you kidding? And a lot of my, a lot of my skepticism, or not skepticism, but honestly talking about this situation comes from when MLS, there was a push for MLS. Mm-hmm. They had a big problem that Malik is a millionaire, not a billionaire. David Tepper's a billionaire, and he's willing to spend, overspend for an entry fee for the Ponzi scheme. All right. But in my conversations with people, people appreciated the dream, the vision. Let's do downtown South. But the one consistent worry was enough corporate support. Right. And I think people are way too dismissive of the college aspects here. And that, yes, you can point out to me that college athletics does not have the same pull in this market that it used to because of transplants. But don't tell that to corporations that do advertising with these, with these universities that bring 50,000 people for a football game, 18,000 people for a basketball game, or you know, 8,000 at, at Duke or whatever. Duke's a national brand, so they're going to get national buys. Those are real competitive factors that even the Carolina Hurricanes have to navigate, all right? Now, the Hurricanes under Dundon would obviously welcome a Major League Baseball team. But the corporate aspect of this is a real deal. And I've talked to people who are in charge of corporate giving, and they find themselves strained with what they have here based on the level of company they're working for. So yes, Apple's on the way, but how big of that Apple presence is going to be here? Facebook says they want to open something up here. Cool. Amazon has a presence here. I get all that stuff. But you notice that they're not the main headquarters. Right. It's ancillary stuff. And while that helps, it'll certainly help the Canes. It'll certainly help the universities. Is it enough? We're talking, we're talking about stuff that's 10 to 15, 20 years down the line. Now, if you want to dunk on me in 20 years when Major League Baseball finally comes to Raleigh, I would simply point out it only took 60 to get here. Oh, right. my chances of being here. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But back I to think the, you will be. Back, back, to the, back to the Major League Baseball, the MLB Raleigh guys. So yesterday. As I'm, you know, going back and forth and whatnot, I, I think, you know, you tell me if I'm full of shit. Okay. Typically, when it comes to social media interactions, it takes a lot for me to be like, okay. Right. Okay. Right. I got a pretty thick skin. Mm-hmm. But one thing that will consistently get me and bother me is when you're not being completely upfront about interactions or the past. 
And that's what oh, bothered forgetting, me. Sure. Forgetting stuff. Yeah. And that's probably what bothered me with MLB Raleigh when somebody, one of our listeners said, hey, thoughts on this conversation. And the response was pretty simple. We want sports writers host to want sports. Come on, guys. Right. Come on. Right. Like, look, <laughs> I don't want, why am I doing this? Right. Because I'm trying to get sports out of here. It's like, is that what, is that what you're getting at here? We want sports. I don't want sports. You think I'm stupid? Yeah, I get that. I've built up a reputation of not being a baseball guy, but I'm also not stupid. I would absolutely love Major League Baseball to fill summer content. And Joe would hate it because that means we keep doing four shows a week. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. So I just responded, really? And it's like, so Major League, the guys at MLB Raleigh continue. This has been and is going to be a huge effort. The ownership, money aspect, number one. Community support will always play larger roles as well. I think it's 100% fair to point out the reasons you're skeptical, but this is a brand new idea to most people. It's not, by the way. It's not a new idea, as we illustrated earlier. And this idea that it's going to take a huge effort as community support, sometimes you're given sports teams without it. The Carolina Hurricanes were brought here. Yeah, Joe. Yep. The Carolina Hurricanes were brought here. What was their reaction when the Carolina Hurricanes were brought here? Shrug. Huge shoulder shrug. People telling you, like, nobody was demanding hockey. Mm -mm. All right. So that's not true either. Somewhere, an executive looks at an area and says, we want to be there. We see the growth potential there. Peter Hermanos definitely looked at the demographics and the median income and said, okay, that's not because I can make this work. It wasn't because it wasn't because there was an NHL Raleigh. Well, I guess back in the early 90s, some BBS dial up system that people were going on a message board to talk about. That didn't exist. Right. We were foisted upon when it comes to hockey. Now, some of us, like me, welcomed it. Who doesn't want I love hockey, right? And we, till this day, to this day, this is a team that's won a Stanley Cup, Joe. They've gone to the Eastern Conference Finals this past year. They're running hot with Rod Brennamore, and I still get dudes that are like, who cares about hockey? I want. We got state dudes that want them out of that building right. still. Right. Okay, so don't give me this community support shit because it's not about that. It's about executives looking at a market and going, does it check off a bunch of boxes? And unfortunately, Raleigh does not check off a lot of boxes. And it's okay to say I'm not because that's the thing. It's like we've spent four years showcasing real public data on why it's possible in comparisons of happening in similar markets. So when we hear segments where the majority of the time is taken up by reasons it can't work, it makes us scratch our heads. It shouldn't. These are honest conversations, not gassing people up. What MLB Raleigh is asking for is PR, which I'll close on this. I've given you PR. Like, yeah. oh, we'd love to come on the show. Yeah. No, 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 not, no. First off, no, because you came out of talking out your neck. Well, we want guys that want sports. No, 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 no. Number one. Number two, I have given you PR. Joe, what am I wearing? What am I wearing? Baseball. Trophy. You can't buy this shirt anymore. You know why? Because it was a one-off when they partnered up with Trophy and they did a beer for it, okay, to get on the map. I pointed out that they've raised money for the Boys and Girls Club, I think $25,000 most recently, which is awesome, trying to restore old baseball fields and things like that. Again, you PR. When people were making fun of the movement, okay, what did I do? Mm -hmm. I I put you on TV. Right. All right? When I had Adam Gold roll his eyes. At this entire process, I brought you on the radio. So don't come at me acting like, oh, we just need guys to support this. I have supported you. I'm just sorry that I'm bringing up reality to the situation. Shit, man. 
I rock a, I rock an MLB Raleigh shirt like once a week on this damn podcast, y'all. Right. Like when we did the lunch video for downtown Raleigh, two of the hats that I wore were Major League Baseball Raleigh hats, the Raleigh Grays, and then the R one that you see at a bunch of different places. So y'all, come on now. There's one thing that I that will really bother me, as you can see, is when you act as though, I don't know, for clicks to seem cool with people that I haven't helped. Right. So like, nah, guys, that ain't the move. That ain't, that's just not the move. And we try to be positive vibes only. Say, that's that's we can't go out. Like but that's that. not positive. We have vibes. a Goji Golf Classic tomorrow. All right. Okay. It's gonna be fun. Tell you what, I'm gonna have you tee off with a putter. You want to? That feels like something you would do. I would absolutely do that. Okay. Do you, do you wanna? You wanna cleanse the timeline, please? You know what I love? I do not. I love otters, man. Okay. You know what? There's otters. Otters. That, otters. I otters. love otters. They're like so fucking adorable. Okay. Do you know that the art museum, the little pond there at the art museum, there's are otters. Are they adorable or are they, they vicious on the side? Well, if you fuck with them, yeah. Okay. So tell you what, how about this? You want to look at otters playing a piano? Yes. Okay. This is how playing we're going to cleanse. This is how we're going to cleanse the timeline. I love this Twitter account, by the way, in otter news. Dude, it's one of my favorite Twitter timelines. So it really cleanses the timeline. Dude. It's impressive. Who doesn't love otters? Now we're positive again. There we go. I'm excited. You go home. So you go into the OG golf classic. Let's go. All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.